When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So recently, some people have asked me to teach them how to banter and give them banter lessons, and also if I would write an opening line to a lady on a dating app for them. And then I realized, whoa, I should be doing this for a lot of people, not just a couple people. So if you guys are interested in getting my help, learning how to banter, learning how to stand out from all the other dudes who are using openers like, hey, how's your Monday shaping up? And wow, you're beautiful. Because... So many women hear that, and I'm going to help you not do that. So find me on this really cool new app called Instant Go. It's an app that allows you to get advice from professionals in a million different fields, and I'm one of them. So go there to instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y, and hit me up for some help. We'll help you get the ladies, or at least a date. We will definitely get you a date. So come find me on instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Jason Horden on our show, who I thought had been here before, but maybe he has not been here before. But he is a wonderful conversationalist because on his own podcast, Friends Without Benefits, he talks to people he doesn't know all the time and has to get to know them in 30 minutes or less, which is why on this week's show, we're going to talk about good questions to ask and ways to get to know people, especially women. Uh, So keep listening to this show. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women Podcast. It's your favorite host, Kristen Carney, and your least favorite host, Marty Genrus. Just kidding, it's my new intro. <laughs> I like that intro. Find Marnie at wingirlmethod.com, and you can find me at instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney. We'll get into that later. No, get into it now. Like, well, because there's probably going to be an ad at the top of the show. I know, so keep going with Just it. Just keep yeah. railing them. Sell them. I'm helping dudes learn how to banter. Yeah, which I think is perfect. Because uh, th- this came up because I was doing a coaching call a couple of weeks ago, and one of the people that I was coaching said, why don't you have uh, Kristen teach people how to banter through text or just verbally? And I was like, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this company called Instant Go had reached out to me, so I told Kristen about it. And then I said to her, you should do the, the bantering through Instant Go, and then boom, you yeah. started doing it. So now you're going to be teaching people how to flirt and banter. Yeah, and basically you can have access to me as if we have the same phone number, like or yeah. not the same, as you if you have my her. phone number. But the thing is people have been calling, but I'm not available or I can't sit on the phone at that moment. So yeah. please text me first through the app to set up a time to talk on the phone. Yeah. So anyway, um, and... So do that, but let's get to our guest. Yes. Jason Horton from Friends Without Benefits. Yeah, I, I just say sup and pizza emoji through text. That's how I talk to women. Oh, that sexy. Work? That's that's all you need to do. That's actually my entire coaching thing, I guess. You just oh, ruined so I, it for I her. I just saved yeah. I saved dudes a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah you did. You took Thanks a bunch a of money lot. From so come over to Friends Without Benefits podcast where I'll, you'll get very, very rich and you'll get all the women. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's um oh, you've been on you're, the show you're off the show then. You're you're over. Goodbye. Nice. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You've uh, ruined uh, Ask Women forever. Um, was, you were on our show before. 
correct? No, no, you were on my show. I was on you your are, show. You were friends with the benefits, yeah. Oh. For the wing girl method specifically. Gotcha. I didn't come yes. on, right? It was no. just Marnie. That's where we met originally. I, I still don't. You exist to me now because we did that show at the Hollywood Improv, mm-hmm. the Story Smash show. We did. You did a story about poop? Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, all three of my stories were about the poop. poop. Yeah, you have that poop. many stories about poop? <laughs> One of them was about poop. Yeah. This dude was, when I was a kid, uh, the first time um, I saw a dude, like a homeless dude, pull down his pants and poop on the street in, in Hollywood. It was the first time whenever, the first time I came here. Yeah. And that was my and first experience. And you're like, I want to move to this place. Yeah. And I was like, well, that, and that is literally <laughs> set the tone <laughs> for my entire experience in this LA what, for 10 years. This is Constantly what people do in Hollywood. Experience. They pay money to go to a show to hear you talk about poop stories. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? That's, That's comedy. Great. It's a strange world. Yeah. And they're also tuning into this podcast to hear me talk about poop stories. Yeah. It's weird. It is very weird. It's I weird. find it very weird. Um, tell us about Friends Without Benefits, because is that a show about dating and relationships it's, or non-relationships? It, it always – I think relationships are the core of it because it's my relationship to the other person. It's either I know them ahead of time or I'm getting to know them now. And it is people that I have not had sex with. Right. So that's – and that's very easy because that's most all people. <laughs> things. But it's, it's just people – it's uh, people that are do interesting things, whether they're in the world of YouTube, which I come from, or comedians or writers. I've had a hypnotist on there, uh, somebody who's famously hacked the MySpace uh, – it was the big MySpace oh, hack. Cool. So I've had a, a – but it's just people who live kind of like – I guess atypical lives, and then I try to find out like how they got there um, in a conversational way, and how they found success, and maybe something people can take away and kind of implement it in their own lives. Mm. And it's really an or or it's just therapy for me to have someone to talk to yeah. and be like, "Oh, you didn't have it easy, me too," and it makes me feel better. So if yeah, you're just definitely. looking to talk to people that you think everyone, I think on the internet, it's like you're putting on your best face, like your best filter. Of course, and I like to I like to find out the people's like worst thing. <laughs> I feel like I, I, people can relate to that a little more than like everything is great. And I yeah. Have money. I, you have no idea how much I hate that, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm a sheep cause I'm just one of them also putting that out there. But Stevie and no, I, you're I not. no, I mean, I'm funny. I do jokes and stuff, but when I post a picture, it's the perfect, it's picture. the perfect picture. Like I'm doing something exciting, but I feel like you even it out because you come onto this podcast and talk about shit that happens. Oh, to totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're not putting everything that's like hunky dory and butterflies out there. Yeah. You're being real. And I, I mean, I don't know if people are truly attracted to that, but, uh, I have seen some people, I'm not really following them, but I like hate stalk their Instagrams yeah. and they're just living like the their life. best life all the time. And I don't know why they have so many followers and why so many people are liking their pictures because I'm so attracted to anything that's real and human and that stuff to me is just not real or human it's like oh look it's day number 584 of me doing a headstand on the beach in the sand with a perfect body go fuck yourself <laughs> people want seriously to touch and interact with like shiny pretty with curated things i think that's the psychology behind it they want to they want to press that button but doesn't something. it make them feel like shit because they're not living that i mean i think a lot of people it does make them feel like shit but they're still going to go to it it's like you are going to look at all the diamond rings even though you can't have them. I think for them it's like, okay, here is my vision board of what I would like to have as well. And if I can pick up and emulate what these people are doing, possibly I can have it too. I think that's there, there's some of it. And then it's also curiosity. But it's interesting because you were talking about getting to talk to complete strangers sitting across from you. And actually one of the topics I had today for us to talk about is piggybacking on an episode that we did recently about storytelling and becoming a great conversationalist. And that, that episode – Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah people really like that one. Yeah, so except I, it was echoey. 
Because we didn't have a good mic set up. I know. But now anyway, we do. Yeah. Although Jason's not using it correctly. But <laughs> you look so uncomfortable. I'm going to sit that close. No, both of us are look like at, sitting like this in our chair. I like know. can't move at all because I, we're scared to piss off Kristen. Thank you. I'm glad I've intimidated you yeah, guys. Yeah, you're the microphone Nazi. Thank you. It's, but I like it. It'll make our show sound good and yeah. people will like listening to it. Um, although I can't really read down on my computer. But um, so there was this article that um, this one guy had sent me that was about the 55 questions to ask to break the ice and really get to know someone. So before I go into these questions to ask, I, I wanted to ask you, like, how do you get to know somebody? Well, I think what it's helpful for me is I'm in a lot of different circles, especially, you know, I'm in, you know, a comedy circle or YouTube or actors or, or whatever. So I have a lot of different circles, but I think um, having a lot of ex- varied experiences, I think helps that I feel like I can talk about almost anything, like whether it's things that I know a little bit about or a lot about, I feel like, I'm a pretty good listener, um, which I've learned from doing that's the key so long, is, is listening and being able to kind of yes uh, that and to keep the conversation going forward. That if, improv is great if you're anyone who wants to be good at just talking to or at people. Um, and yeah, I think it's just having experiences outside of your own bubble is kind of my my key. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. Well, can you explain the yes and concept? Because for some people who have never taken improv, they don't understand that. Yeah, I think, you know, it, what what makes improv so great is that you're constantly saying yes, maybe not. You don't technically, you don't really need to say the word yes. Agreement, agreement. You're in agreement, yeah. So if we talk about something that I don't really know that much about, I'm not going to be like, I don't know anything about that. No, next subject. Right. It'll be like, oh, that's, you know, I know this little bit about this. Let's talk about that. And then, the conversation, add, to add to it, and maybe the conversation will keep moving because you don't want you don't want to do things to shut the things down. And I think that's what people they're just like. I don't know anything about this. I don't want to seem like an idiot, um, but be like, find out more. Like, oh, what was what was that like growing up in Idaho? That used to be. Yeah. I used to really be like that a lot when I first started doing stand up. I was in Chicago and I was very very intimidated because a lot of the guys there at the time or girls comics whatever were a lot of them were like Ivy League graduates and I was so intimidated and so uncomfortable. I didn't know what reference. I, I was afraid I wouldn't know the references and the the, the speak that you know they were yeah. all having. And instead of me kind of going okay, I'll ask questions and like get involved that way, I just snuck into the corner and just you know shrugged my shoulders and stayed away which was the worst thing I could have done yeah it's what so many people do yeah and that's what most of the people who listen not most people but a lot of people who listen to our podcast do they're like I have nothing to offer to the conversation I have no reason to be approaching this woman I have no reason to have a fun conversation on a date because I'm not interesting in a way that she's going to want me to be so instead I'm going to dumb myself down and not even speak at all which is which is horrible it it backfires and it bites you in the ass because it gives the opposite response to what you want well I think it makes I think people think like oh I need to be talking about myself it's okay to be for the other person to talk and find out more about them. It doesn't always have to be like, I need to pitch myself. This is an interview, which it kind of is, but you don't need, you know, it's okay to be like, I don't know anything about that. Tell me more about that. And worst case scenario, you're learning a little something. Yes, maybe you're not, you know, going home with the guy or girl, but you might actually open your mind and horizons, which I know is not the point. And that can help you with the next guy or girl. Right. Because your horizons. Oh, I went on this date last week where this guy was talking about insects for the entire hour, but I did really learn something interesting, even though I was bored out of my mind. That he was also interesting. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's an interesting story that you can continue from the other experience that may not have played out so well, but can be used to further communicate with somebody else that you're 
you're sitting across I think people from. have, like, a th- especially if you're a guy and you have this agenda, it's like, I'm going out tonight, I'm spending money, I'm getting ready. If I don't achieve yes. this, this, and this, it is a failure. And anything less than that is a failure. And I'm going to, like, it's going to show on my face that it's a failure. And I think that's a huge problem. Yeah, it's having sure. expectations. For sure. Well, so that's why I wanted to give some good icebreakers and questions to ask women. So I actually posted this on my website. So it's winggirlmethod.com slash 55 questions where I posted these up. But, um, I wanted to just go over a few with you. And then after we'll go over a few, we're going to get to overanalyze this because we have been neglecting the people who are writing in questions to us. But um, what do you think about these icebreakers? Uh, when you're not working, how do you like to spend your time? Yeah. I mean, if you word it like that, it sounds like you just read it out of like a, a help book. When uh, you're not working, how yeah. do you like to spend your time? What's yeah, I, I, I hate that question. Okay. Because it's so formulaic, or like, you know, it's just, it's very predictable. It's no, I knew the dude read an article about what to ask questions. It's, it's not original. What's the first concert you attended? I can, I mean, these to me, this is like that coffee table game or coffee table book game or whatever it is where you buy it and it's like icebreaker game and you just, it's all these questions. And I can see like, if you had that game with the person, that would be great. That would be great. But if these were actually questions that you were asking, you're not creating any sort of emotional connection. Okay. Well, so expand on that. So how do you take these questions, finesse them so that it becomes interesting conversation? Because I think that the point behind these questions and what they're trying to get at can be very helpful. Because remember, the thing is, is that you're not approaching somebody who is like really outgoing and talkative. I think, and- I, I think you take those questions and you make them, well, you, you think along the lines of those questions but make them more original. So for example... I had this conversation the other day, although I did delete all my dating apps right now. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm tired. I'm spent and I'm tired, but, um, I have been kind of texting with this one guy for a little while and I've mentioned it before, but, um, he met, he said, do you, I sent him, he saw a picture of me and my dog laying in bed and he said, do you let your dog sleep in bed? But my question was, wait, are you one of the people that don't let dogs in their bed, in your beds? Or dog at a bed, you know, you're a little more uptight. And so it was like, that. that's the kind of question that I think you can get to the core of someone more quickly. Okay. Like why, why he wasn't though, but he, if he was, it would have been like, okay, this is, might be a mismatch because I'm way more easygoing. I want the dog to feel part of the family and I want to hug and caress the dog. But I just right. think that a question more along those lines is way more personal you and you can also get to see a lot more layers because then they might say well when I was a kid my dad was really strict and didn't allow pets in the bed and I've just kind of stuck to that or my dad was really strict and didn't allow and pets in the I'm bed like, and now I'm like fuck it let me have, have five, pets 5,000 pets in my bed yeah so I feel like questions that I, I mean it's hard to think of something like that very specific but if you sit down and you kind of just think of all the different things you could talk about on a date and how you could find a more interesting question within those topics. So what was one of the questions again? Um, so when you're not working, how do you like to spend your time? Or here, I'll, I'll, I'll read you some. Um, any upcoming travel plans? When you're not working, how do you like to spend your time? What are you currently reading? What's the first concert you attended? What's your favorite book? What's your favorite 90s show? What's the best Halloween costume you've ever had? What's your dream job? Those are some mild ones. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, these are medium questions. What, what's one thing your mother, father taught you that completely changed your life? What's one of your favorite, this is not for dating this article. This is just for icebreakers and just to get to know somebody. Um, who or what was your 
was your biggest teacher? What was something you've done that made you feel extreme happiness? Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Like, I know that I would say these things more casually. Yeah. I can see some of these in conversation, yeah. but just all of a sudden starting from scratch with one of those questions yeah, is like, uncomfortable or is awkward. Yes, for sure. And there has, sorry, I wanted Jason to, to contribute as well, but like it, these aren't like, hey, my name is Jason. Like, w- w- you know, when you're not doing this, what would you like to, do? like, it's not as, as formal as that, but it's like when you're at that point where you're like, uh, oh, what was your, what was your favorite show in the nineties? Mine was, and then you could say something like, oh my God, that dude's that that dude's wearing a coat that's like like a windbreaker or something, and then I and don't then know. And then say, I, I was obsessed with like the nineties, and yeah. I'm still watching Saved by the Bell. Like, well, are that's you giving watching it, anything? that's giving it more context, and yeah. that I think that is finessing conversation. That's like the next step. But I think in the beginning to be armed with some conversation starters just to get over that. I don't know. Well, what it's to almost say, like Jason. Edge. I love your gla- I genuinely love your glasses. Jason's wearing kind of that 1960s style glasses. What is there a name for that frame? Like a, that style frame? Uh, I think it's just called the Jason Horton. I yes. think that's <laughs> what they did because I'm the most identifiable person that wears <laughs> them. Oh, I thought your parents just named you after the glasses. No, 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 no. It was the other, was the other way around. Okay. <laughs> but say something like this, I would be like, I love your glasses. I'm obsessed with the 60s or, or the, you know, whatever year, the 50s, whatever year they're from. And then, you know, if you could have lived any time, would you have lived then or when would you have lived? I think that's more of a natural way to kind of. Yeah, for sure. That's a way to bring that question into an observation. Right. And I would probably, I'd Osa. probably answer that the way I just answered it because that's my personality, you know, and I don't really know the answer. So I'd probably be like, it was named after me. Yeah, and that's know? funny. That's a funny joke. Good sense of humor. I think uh, people really identify with like music and TV. And if like, if, you know, we could be arguing and if you're like, oh, I, it's like, yeah, I love that song or that band. And I did too. Or you're from like the same area I'm from. Mm-hmm. I think automatically it's like, oh, I'm already like a fan. And I think those, because people like music and TV and where they're from is so ingrained to them. And if you can make that connection, I think that opens up a lot of doors uh, for me anyway. Or that's why in a bio, it's like, what kind of music do you like? What kind of, you know, where have you traveled? It's all those things because it's an easy way to be like, we have this in common. Oh, you you were in Japan? Oh, I like that person. I'm in Japan. But I'm I'm way more one of the people that like, I would connect more over things we hate than things we like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like if we have disdain for the same thing, I'm like, oh, yes. Let's hang out. People love to people love to vent. Yeah, but there's there was a dating app and I talked about it a long time ago on the show. Do you remember? No. I think it probably flopped. I mean, I haven't looked. Like I hate stuff. Don't but it was it was like connecting over what you hate um, as a dating app. So it would. Oh, I forgot. I didn't when that. when you open up. I can't remember the name, but when you signed up, it would make you go through like fifty questions and no, it would things you hate things. It was like it would say something like I do like puppies. Nope. Yeah, like I mean, like stupid questions like that. If someone wrote, said nope, like fuck off. Um, but like, it would be things like, um, you know, uh, what's your, like, do you prefer, like, what do you hate, hate more people who walk slow in parking lots or people who cross out in front of like, um, the middle of the road or, you know, I don't know, something like that. And then you'd pick whichever was worse. And so then it would give you a percentage that you matched with someone else on the things you hated the most. That's kind of funny. It was a great idea. I wish I thought of it, but I don't think it's really taking off because I was on it for a little while and there were like, no dude, you know, it was like, there was probably 60 people. And then I just went through everybody like, no, 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 no. No, I mean, it was men too, but I'm just saying there are only like 60 men to choose right, from to choose in the from. LA area or something. Right. That's and then I quickly kind of deleted funny. it. But, but the, 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 I will say that these questions are a good place to start to give people 
some ideas of things to bring up. Yes, you can finesse these and make them more interesting for sure. What do you do when you're starting a podcast and you're having yeah. a stranger on there? Where's your starting point with them? Uh, I I actually I'll start I'll I'll go all the way back like where are you from originally okay. and then I'll take it whatever that area is I probably start from there and then I'm like what so what were you like were you just what did you when you were in school like what did you want to be like and at that point they usually was and I could just start right from the beginning okay and I think that's the and just kind of go and then open up where things are the most interesting. I, right. you know, first grade, I'm not going to talk about that for a half hour. but Unless it was interesting. Yeah. Tell me more about those boogers yeah, under the exactly, desk. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and poop. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, could, you and I could probably talk about poop for Oh my God, uh, you have forever. no idea. Yeah. Like, my sister and I have nothing in common, but we can talk about poop all day long. <laughs> like, our poop like or like, when we're constipated, what made us constipated. I mean, that's our entire phone conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to some questions from our listeners because I think okay, so go to uh, winggirlmethod.com slash fifty five questions. I think these I think these are an okay list of questions. But Yeah, they're you, not terrible. It's just the way terrible. you get to them. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it's how you get to them and how you fit them into the conversation. But the truth is, is that if there is a lull in the conversation and you were to suddenly whip out, you know what? Like, what was your favorite whip show out your dick. in the 90s? And then whipped out your dick and then pooped on the table. It would be an amazing conversation starter. <laughs> Quality but it's, podcast. A, it's just for those moments where you're like, eh, I don't know what to say. They are great icebreakers. And as Jason was saying, they are better questions than what do you do for a living? Because, listen, I'm proud of what I do for a living. I think each, each of us in this room are are in some way proud of what we do for a living. So we're happy but to it's talk not the about most our career. Interesting to the people on, you're on the date with. Right. And it's not the most interesting for us to talk about either. But when you do say like, what was your childhood like? Or what was your favorite thing in the nineties? And as Jason said, like it gives you like nice warm feelings about those things, talking about those things and associating with the person who you're talking about it with. It just, it just makes for a better conversation and potential better connection. I wanted to ask some questions from our listeners. Okay, here is one. If we are dancing or just physically escalating um, with a girl, i.e. cuddling and kissing, and we get a boner slash erection, <laughs> should we keep it as far away from her as possible or can we just rest it on her ass or pelvis? Also, how will we know if she doesn't mind or if she hates it and we get sucker punched in the head? My favorite part about this Damn. question was that he wrote boner slash erection. Like they're two different things. They're the same They're thing. The same thing. A boner Wait, what's or an a erection? boner? It's an erection. Oh, oh Wait, what's okay. an erection? It's, it's a, a boner. boner. Got it. Got exactly. It, got it, got it. Exactly. Now, how do you handle that, Jason? Uh, you know, it's weird. It's the times where I'm like, oh, I feel like I, I should have a boner. Like I'm too, maybe too nervous. And there's times where like, don't have a boner. Don't have a boner. Right. No, 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 no boner. I feel like that's I feel old. bad for you guys. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't, I, you know, and there's also the thing, it's like, you wonder, it's like, oh, is she going to be uh, offended if I don't have a boner because this is like we're in the boner zone? Or is she going to be offended that I do have a boner? It's like, how dare you have a boner right. in this boner zone? Right. Like you can't control yourself, you pervert. It's a fine um, line, but I think just like the wiener is. I think those conversations we're kind of both having, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, it's awkward. It's never not, it's never cool. So I mean, do I you think, rest it on her ass? I think if you you're cuddling and stuff with a girl, she's okay. she's okay with you. You know, she's letting you touch her and all this stuff. Right. So a boner's not going to like make her go, oh my God, how dare it's not you? Not women, maybe. But I mean, if it happens, it's kind of like one of the things like, alrighty. Yeah. And then the girl kind of just go, you know, goes with it. So it's like something I feel like you have to. Now I'm afraid because all the sexual harassment stuff. I know. But I feel like it's Everything something you just, I advise now, I'm like, oh, and as a caveat, uh, right. do not push this. Make sure she's okay with everything. Right. Yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, on but, that, I would just say um, um, don't do anything and just uh, marry her immediately. Yeah. And, and then just uh, and then hold you can put hands. your boner wherever you want. Yeah. Well, you know. 
Well, no, that's just true. to make yeah. a baby, and then that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Is that the yeah, days that we're going back to? Yeah. Now? That's crazy. my official statement on that. <laughs> but so, what, so he should just he should just let it be. Basically. Yeah, I don't think I, it's like, I'm like, picturing him it's taking like a Beatles song and resting yeah. it on her ass. Like, okay, I've got, <laughs> I've got flop. this. I'm sure I've it's got like this boner now. Let me just put it on your thigh. Yeah, like it's. I would say just sort of like leave it where it is. I wouldn't try. Yeah, to you don't set it, it down better. like a water glass. <laughs> <laughs> Get a coaster. I think the important thing is don't because you have a boner doesn't mean like hello I have a boner that means do something right, about it. You right. know what I mean? So as long as you're not doing that. I think it's okay. It's just, it's there. It's the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, whatever she would like to do, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's yeah. not for you to be like, Hello. let her then kind of make a move from there. Cause yeah. she knows it's there. Let her yes. decide. She's, or if you want to be honest, if they, if, if you have a boner on your own and you're, she's not <laughs> feeling it at that point, you could get a little bit closer to let her know that you have a boner. I, I, I don't like it <laughs> when certain times my husband is not hard at a point where I think you should be hard right now. Yeah. Like this is sexy yeah. what we're yeah. doing. And how are you not like, more excited? So when he does get hard, I I would like to know about it. Maybe I would Yeah, so this isn't like a willing relationship ass. and stuff like that. Yeah, but obviously this is like something new for him. I I would say if you're kiddling, killing, if you're kissing and cuddling that she would be open to you getting a boner. She understands how biology works and that that's a possibility. I wouldn't say to like pull it out and start doing things, but as Jason and Kristen both said, you know, let her make that next move. Yeah. Yeah. But I like you kiddling. That's like kidding and and cuddling yeah. together at the same time. And crying. And crying. Always if crying. You're me, it's crying. Yeah. You're never how are you not crying? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm just this podcast is my crying break. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, ladies and guests. I'm 36, been divorced for three years now, and I'm ready to start getting back into the dating game slowly but surely. I've tried a few apps and met four to five women from those apps, but nothing has gone past date one. One of these dates puzzled me, though. Everything about the date went pretty well. No awkwardness or disasters happening during the night. We parted on good terms even, although it didn't go well enough to get a kiss at the end of the night. But that's not what my question is about. I texted her maybe the next day or the day after and no reply. Long story short, she ghosted me and I think I know why. Although everything about the date went well, I don't have the best set of teeth, you could say. I am planning to get them fixed. See British? So this shouldn't be a long-term, I don't think so, um, issue. But in the meantime, it's an issue, or at least I'm pretty sure it is. The girl who ghosted me didn't say anything about it being my teeth that turned her off, but... Unless you're a total jerk, nobody's going to call me out to my face about my teeth. Looking forward now, there is a young lady that I work with that I want to get to know much better, etc. But I still have these same teeth. So I'm wondering <laughs> if I should even put myself out there and attempt to get to know this current crush interest or just lay low until I get my teeth fixed. I give people the benefit of the doubt, but I know that women can't help it if they aren't attracted because of my shitty teeth. I feel like I've got one legit shot with this girl I work with and I don't want to blow it or get automatically in the friend zone due to my teeth situation. Have any advice for me at all? Any help would be very much appreciated. Thank you, Andrew in Portland. Hmm. Portland, England? Yeah. Portland, yeah. yeah. Like, it did, are you visiting from England? Well, here's the thing. He, he must be from England. He's, she's seen the teeth already. He was married, and she he had bad teeth, I'm assuming, at the same at the time. So, I mean, you yeah. can, you know. I mean, you can have a successful relationship with horrible teeth. I don't know here's how the horrible these teeth are. I, I don't think I have bad teeth, but I hate my mouth, and I hate my smile. Right. And it makes me uncomfortable, so there might be, it might not be as bad as he 
thinks they are. I mean, maybe they are, but say they're not. Right. He might be in his head about his teeth and acting uncomfortably. Yeah, close and enough. then putting that out there and then that will make the other person in turn uncomfortable. I know that like, I, I mean, I... Because if you're talking like this... Oh, if you're talking like that, it's like put in your dentures. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, is for me, I don't... I try not to smile. If I'm in my head, I'll... If, if I want to just let go and smile and laugh, I won't. I won't really, really? let myself. Yeah, I'm really uncomfortable with my smile. Really? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be. You actually have a very nice well, smile. I have my big gums. I've talked about it before. And I really want to get my teeth fixed. And I, but I'm not. But you shouldn't be dating until you get them fixed. Right. But I've not put my dating life on hold because of that. You shouldn't be leaving right. the house. I, I really shouldn't. It's really disgusting. Well, that's why she has this mic. That's why she's like, put the mics in front of your mouth and talk as right here. As close as possible. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying he could be putting out an uncomfortable vibe yeah. and that could be contributing to it. 100%. It, it lowers your confidence if you're constantly thinking about something on your face or on your body. And by the way, yeah. getting your teeth fixed is GD expensive because I've looked into it. I went and had a consultation to reduce my gums. What? And get bigger teeth. Yeah. 22 grand. It's very expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like he's planning on doing something. It, so yeah, I it would does. Say but that it's if like, you're going to wait, if, okay, if, you, if this tooth procedure is for next week and it's only going to take a week to recover, then sure, delay. Right. But if it's going to be like, I but don't even have it you planned have money yet. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you have a savings plan for it, then yeah, screw it. And just say, screw your teeth. Like, it's not that big a deal. Go up, smile, show that you're proud of these teeth and okay with it, and then move past it. My question is, do you think he's putting pictures on his dating site smiling? I don't think he is. No, probably And not. so I think that's part of the shock maybe for the woman is that like, uh. she shows up and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's why you didn't have any smiling pictures. And I've learned from so much online dating that like if I notice they're wearing sunglasses. That means like, like eyes. they have bad eyes or if they're, wearing, you know, if they're not smiling, they have bad teeth. What are bad eyes? There, know, are, there are bad, bad eyes. eyes. It's weird. There are bad like eyes. Crossed? Well, like a lazy eye? I have a lazy eye. Yes, I do. I got it fixed. But when I take my contacts or glasses off, I just told this on the Storyworthy podcast, my eye crosses. Did you know that? Like this? Yeah, like legit. Yes, it does. Really? Mm -hmm. It's been like a secret, but now I'm like, whatever, I'll talk about it. seriously. But um, so my dating profile, I make sure my opening picture crosses. Do you? My eyes are perfect. No, (laughs) not everyone has a cross eye with glasses. Oh. I have a, I have a thing called accommodative esotropia. And what that does is your your eyes are trying to see. 2020, yeah, and it's working like overtime, so the eye starts to cross. Did you wear a patch when you were younger? Mm-hmm. Oh, when I was three, so it didn't work. I can't believe you didn't know this about me. I didn't know this about you. No, so I mean, it well, works. I see you without your contacts, right? But the, like, the minute I take my at contacts night, you have your eyes closed. It sucks. I mean, when I started dating, I didn't want to take my freaking glasses off when I went to sleep at night because I was like, <laughs> <You're> like "Hey." <laughs> Guys wouldn't care. Come on, we're already in bed. Come on, like I've got a boner. They care. Well, I make sure I make sure I don't take my contacts out until literally the last second I'm awake, and then I'm like sleep. (laughs) Yeah, contacts comes out, and then as soon as I'm awake, I'm a contact. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So with your teeth. Yeah. So I mean, I I, yeah. Anyway, he should put pictures. pictures? He should put honest pictures up, and there are bad eyes because I've seen where like this one dude looks so fucking hot, and he had like cool Ray-Bans on in every picture. Yeah. And then the one picture that was Ray-Bans, it looked like he had like, like, um, like, like he hadn't slept in 10 years. Like lizard eyes. Like where it's like, I know. No, it was like literally like bubble, like these like bubbly, like wrinkly. Oh. It was really crazy. And I'm like, oh, that's why he's, and I mean, I feel bad, but. So just don't so try to hide. Don't, so don't th- try to lie in your profile. Let well, the here, honest here's the thing. So show. Which, which is better? So is it, okay, 
me looking at a person flat on paper and saying, oh, he has bad teeth, or me meeting a person in, in person and saying, oh, he has bad teeth, oh, but he's really nice. But that that's much better. But that's what I'm saying. So I wouldn't I wouldn't show it in the pictures. Yeah, but that's that the shocking moment though. That and that can like it might it's be more? hard to get over. Yeah. So I would say see the bad pictures if you think he has a good personality and text or whatever, and you guys are hitting it off. But what if you look at the pictures? You're like, I don't even want to talk to this person. Then that sucks for him. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to say, like, what's the better order for him to get a better result? Like, which, I'm just saying, which is more upsetting to a woman? To have a guy? A false advertisement. Okay, but let's say I, she I likes would then everything else. Except, so some guy showed up. Listen, if he's in a wheelchair, yes, divulge that before. But if, let's say, some guy shows up and he has, like, a cu- like some crooked teeth, maybe he doesn't think there's a problem with it, but you didn't really get a good shot of that in his profile, are you like, oh, fuck this guy? He if if I didn't like his personality ah, that much, okay. But if you did like his personality, yeah, I would overlook it. But I'm just See? saying, I'm just saying, you do want to be more honest up front. But let's say he did put these pictures in, and he wrote to you with a great witty first line. But you're like, oh fuck, look at this guy's teeth. I'm not talking to him. Isn't it better that he got you on the date so he could win you over with his? Personality? I see where I see where you're going with that. Yeah. But I think I get a little irritated. Like it's almost like. It, like I said, it's just a false advertising. What what would you do in this scenario as a dude? You have nice teeth, You're very nice so I know teeth. it's. I'm not trying to say you have bad teeth, but like, what, <laughs> what would do you your, do when you date? Well, I have. I have when you're trying tons to hide all that shortcomings. It, uh, but here's the first thing: is for, but you're married, also right? But but I met her online online dating. You did okay. Yeah, that was a success. But he's talked about. Oh, he said I went on like four or five online dates. That's nothing. Yeah, that's, that's literally nothing. I've been on like a thousand. Yeah. So first of all, you're if you're putting like all your kind of eggs at these four or five, that's not yeah, your fair are off. to yourself. Yeah. And also it's, it's like, get your teeth fixed for you and then not all, for them. all that good stuff will come out. And then what happens when you get your teeth fixed and you go on another four or five dates and you get ghosted again? Then what is it going to be? His right. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It will be always something. We're always going to say, yeah. this. oh, this is, what, this is why and this, this is, is what's why. wrong with me. And now I'll, I'm not going to date again because... Have, no, have, have, right. as, have, you, have you ever seen a, a guy that was like way not good looking enough technically for the girl he's with you've seen it right yes. so it does happen so take kind of take that out of the and vice versa and vice versa so all these things you're like oh if i just do this then this will happen you will do that forever and then you'll never actually find anything yeah but like i think i would just put i put my shortcomings right out there this is who i am like i don't go on a job interview and be like yeah i graduated from harvard when really i didn't even graduate from community college because it's gonna be it's gonna be that one shot. I'm gonna get in there. It's gonna be really really awkward and embarrassing. Then you gotta be on a date with a person with all like you know what I mean your fake your fake profile. Yeah, That's, what a waste of time. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It is a waste you. of time. So you're saying don't or do smile in your photos on your profile. Yeah, just put all of you out there. Put up, put up the things that you think are like oh they might not like this about me. You know, I'm not going to stand next to somebody who's like three, ele- three foot four and be like, wow, this guy's really, really tall when I'm like five, nine or whatever. I just, right. it's like, I'm short and I'm standing in front of a Hyundai Elantra. This is what, <laughs> this, is, this is what you get, girl. You know? Right. So this is the package that you have subscribed to. I always to. have a lot of respect for the guys in their profiles that put like five foot six, you know, because it's like what they're doing is like, I'm weeding out the people that aren't right for me. Yeah. And so I feel like smiling, he's weeding out the people that yeah, would no, I hear you. not be, met, quote unquote, like right for him. Not, yeah, I hear know. what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I've switched my opinion. I do agree now. And maybe you got ghosted because it's just she didn't think it was a good Yeah, and maybe it had literally nothing to do with your teeth. It probably did not. 
But I will say that we... It had to do with your ugly face. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> exactly. Hello, Marnie and Kristen. I've been listening to your podcast daily at work for about two months now, and I've learned so much. I initially picked a few episodes here and there. Then I decided to go from the beginning. So I currently am at March 2015, where Kristen wow. is still blissfully happy. She, I don't think you are <laughs> blissfully happy. Uh, in her relationship, pre-online dating horror stories. I'm not dating right now, as I've recently been out of a relationship, April 2017, and decided to work on myself to take a better me into the next relationship and also I do not own a car at the moment and even though I can comfortably afford Uber not driving has negatively affected my confidence about the podcast I like that Marnie does not allow her guests experts to give vague answers on the topics pushes for actionable info uh, and she knows just when to pull the conversation back when it's getting off tangent Marnie is like the firm high school principal but I absolutely love it when she's worse this is how you get your question this read. guy where's my compliment I don't know. <laughs> you were happy once oh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, Kristen pulls everything together. With oh, yeah. He's wit. like, oh, when Kristen was happy, kind of happy. Kristen pulls everything together with her wit and humor. Oh, I thanks. can't believe okay. how sharp she is. Oh, you know what? This was not a question. This is just a compliment. Oh. I can't believe how sharp she is. Must be those improv classes you often reference. She's always on the ball. And now I feel as though I can put, I can out banter, not a word, anyone uh, from listening to her every day. I agree with Kristen, who in, in their right. Who in the right mind does not like Seinfeld? You are both beautiful, smart, exactly. and absolutely rock. Keep doing this forever. Um, and he said we should really make the Marnini a drink. Marnini. I know. Oh, that's cute. I, I like that. that. Okay, sorry that I I honestly just tried to pick a recent Sorry, one. Jason. I disagree with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I will go into detail. <laughs> Next email, this guy must... Must send has to be about Jason and his awesome. Right, exactly. I mean, you don't need an email for it. You seem pretty damn confident. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, yeah, I am. Yeah. But I, I'll write one to you just so that you feel good about yourself. Okay, last question, and then we're going to do your show, which people can listen to. What is it called again? Uh, Friends Without Benefits. Friends Without Benefits on Spotify, yeah. iTunes. And our show will be up pretty soon, right? Once you're recorded today? Yeah, I, we'll try to put them up around the same time so people can okay. just bounce back and forth. Perfect. So they can listen to a whole hour straight of us. Okay, my name is Cedric. I'm a 21-year-old that recently found a new and better way of living my life. I used to be a person who was very work-oriented and only worked during uh, being a young adult. I'm still doing my best to make advantages advances in my financial life. Now due to working too much, I had let myself go physically and socially. Recently, I finally realized that I should live my life with more enthusiasm and adventures. I recently also started to dive into a more sexual and adventurous lifestyle. I started going out more with my friends to concerts, parties, and much more. Now here's to my actual question. Recently, my last actual ex-girlfriend and I started to fool around and sleep with each other. We did make it clear that we were friends and we sincerely enjoy each other's company. So we go out on dinner dates, go back to my place, and have what I would consider great sex. I recently also started reading the book, She Comes First, an attempt to make sure I become an even better sexual partner. But how should I make sure that I keep our relationship in the basis where we establish it as, since I do still have some feelings for her? In her defense, she does really enjoy traveling and getting to know herself in a deeper way. That's why she definitely does not want a relationship for now since we are so young. Thank you for your time. And I definitely enjoy listening to your podcast. I listen to it constantly while I'm at work. How do you know how old he is? He's 21. Oh God, that's so young. It's Cedric. I mean, it's like kind of like somebody who's like, uh, 
it, it sounds like it's a 60 year old by the way it's like listen i've, le- I've let myself go like, yeah so much has happened. i think i'm just gonna retire it's like you're 21 talking as if like you're a 61 year old like kind of like stella's getting her stella's getting mm-hmm. her groove back mm-hmm. um that's a lot of pressure for that age i think oh yes. yeah yeah and it sounds like the girl it's like why is everything like why is there so much pressure to be an be an old person at 21 yeah it's way too adult like whatever he's doing is like so adult well it's also serious it is that's why he's asking the question like how does he make sure that they can maintain this level of relationship there's a seinfeld reference of course i have to refer back to it's it's jerry and elaine discussing sleeping together but remaining friends and they make a list of rules like no call the day after and like no cut, like no sleeping over. Yeah. So they have all these rules and then, um, but he has some feelings for her. Right. And, and that's what happens in essentially in the episode that doesn't work out, um, because Elaine starts getting jealous or whatever, or mad yeah. because Jerry's not calling. And it so it's so like, weird. you can have these I've ideals. Seen every episode, but I do not remember so many episodes. It's strange. I should remember every single one because I loved all of them. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm like, I've never seen that episode. But I have I know I've watched every single one. It's. I think you have to watch them on repeat like I do. Yeah. Like I literally have seen every, epi- every episode. Besides even season seven, or besides even seasons eight and nine, because that's when Larry didn't write, hate season eight and nine. Oh, really? Hate. He didn't write them. No, he left after season seven. Oh, I didn't so know that. one through seven, genius. Eight and nine, eh. Really? Any, yeah. Um, and I've not really seen many of those because every time I see one, I'm like, oh, I hate this. And I turn it off because um, it's just not as smart as the other ones. But anyway, um, the, uh, the, the result is complicated because what they're doing is complicated. And so I don't think there's any sort of way to keep it perfect. Yeah. To keep it like friends with benefits. Right. So they should listen to Friends Without Benefits. Right, to figure out how to completely not like each other. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I agree with Kristen. I think setting out like a list of rules and parameters, which is not, you know, it's not sexy. Sounds but if you're, like but, so much work. But like, he's already worked his ass off for the past like, like it's three years. Why not a little bit more work? The thing is, is that you can you can leave things unsaid. And you can both get messed up in the head and ruin a great yeah, friendship. Yeah, that's the way you're supposed to do it. <laughs> if they want to get into comedy, tell them to keep doing what right. they're doing. Eventually, it'll yes, have enough. Yes, they'll have plenty of stories afterwards about heartbreak. The thing is, is that it sounds like you're on the same page. And for I think what he's really asking is, how do I keep myself from getting deeper feelings for this girl and getting too attached to her? Try to look at her at ugly angles. <laughs> like, walk around naked, that Seinfeld thing. Have her open a pickle jar naked. It's very unattractive. All the weird muscles just like, oh. Just like that's the key. Yeah. I, I like what he he said about how he's trying to become a sexual, a better sexual partner. Like, use this experience for research for you. And if you have it in your mind that what you're doing is for later use, I think that will help keep you in the better mindset for being casual with this girl. But you know, you don't sound like you're falling madly in love with her. Um, but you said you do have some feelings for her, and that can get confusing, especially also, when she starts seeing other people. Also, he mentioned the going out to dinner part. Right. Cut yeah, that so out. You don't need to do that. Cut that out. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if you're going to be casual, be casual with people. Yeah, well, he talked about in the beginning about working on himself, right? He, like, you know what I mean? By if you work on yourself, you won't care about all the rules and stuff you have to do with this ex. Like, what are the rules? Because you'll be so you'll be so invested and confident in yourself. That's true. Everything else will come kind of naturally. So I would just follow your email <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> put more on the top end of the email and a little less at the bottom end of the email with you know you don't want to be uh you don't want to send mixed signals you don't want to be purposefully withholding or anything like that but 
the more you invest in yourself, the rest of it will will come out and it'll take care of itself. I yeah. think. No, I agree. At twenty one, I think that's I think that's the path so, to, you know. to Jews. No, I, I agree with you. <laughs> you said the path to Jews. <laughs> it's the path to Jews. <laughs> so that's, take it. Take that path. Yeah, the chosen path. Don't if you don't take care of yourself, that is the path to Jews. You neurotic <laughs> like me. Uh, Are you Jewish? Path. Oh yeah. Yeah, Hello? you no, because you look super Jewish to me, but Horton, I, I didn't know if that was a Jewish last name or not. It's it's not it was not my it's not my original last name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Can you tell us what your real Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Oh, name. Ryan. Hey, babe. Hey, what's up? Thanks for coming. Sure. Nice babe. to see you. <laughs> That's how he talks, right? <laughs> That's exactly how he talks. Okay, well, my roommate, just really quickly, have I mentioned this on the podcast? She's dating Ryan Gosling. She used to date Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And she's very upset with the track that he's taken. So I just wanted to put that her, She was talking about it a few nights ago. I feel like ago. I know someone the who track also used to date Ryan taken? Gosling. I it's the, the third time I've heard that. Yeah. He must have dated around a lot. Or it's maybe we know it's maybe, maybe somebody my wife people. knows. Maybe. Is she from here? Is she from LA? No, she's from Florida. Mm. Um She doesn't but, like the track that he's chosen, like success. Yeah, well, she's like the movies that he's doing now, they're all like they don't have as much character anymore. He's kind of taken that I'm a big movie star route, and she met him when he was, you know, more authentic. And so she just thinks his he's acting. on Breaker High. There's no way he was authentic. Well, there was the a period after Breaker High where right. it became more is Making that a Canadian well? thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's about kids on a cruise but ship. She hates Ava Mendez. Like, and last the other night we were watching like bad videos of Ava Mendez, and I mean it's just so sad though. I feel so bad for my roommate because it's like she's living with me. She could have been living with Ryan Gosling right. if things worked out. Anywho's, anywho's was, it, was it post Sandra Bullock that she dated? It was him? pre. Pre, then get over it already. Stop watching. It was, it was while, this was like twenty years. It ago. was like ten, ten years ago. Yeah, this is why you don't have casual sex. But they they saw each other for a few months. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so it was he dated his. her before, right before he dated Rachel McAdams. Oh, fancy. Mm-hmm. Anywho, 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 that is our show, Jason. Thank you so much for being on our show. Thank and where do people find your podcast? Uh, it's Friends Without Benefits with Jason Horton on uh, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere. Just search all it. the places. Find where it. You all can the find places. our show. Yeah, same places. Amazing. And then, Kristen, where do people find your other podcast and how to talk with you and learn how to banter? Well, yes, please listen to Mentally Chill Ill. Uh, you can find it anywhere on iTunes or SoundCloud, all that kind of stuff. And also, instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney if you want to get One the great chat. lines. I'm hilarious with text. You I'm said you've so already good been in doing text. it with people. So if, if you say, I'm talking to the, here's an example of how people can use it. I'm talking to this girl, take a snapshot yes. of her profile yes. and say, what do I write to her? Kristen can say, write this. Yes, because I've written back to the to the people that have started responding to me. I've written back, please send me screenshots of the yeah. conversations you're having. And then no one send them back screenshots. Maybe you so can't I can do that on instant. Okay. You can, I think you can send it's pictures. The same as Maybe. The whole thing is you have to go, you have to download it. There is a pain on the front end, but then once it gets going, then it's actually. But I feel like eventually I'll just make learnhowtobanter.com. Yeah. And fuck those. Yeah, screw it. (laughs) Then then people have your cell phone number. No, but that would, oh yeah, that's true. Well, I'd get a burner phone. Or they they would just email you and you'd email them back. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Anyway, that's the point. Instant Go is going to be shoved out. Like people are going to find their own solutions. Anyway, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast, um, What She Wants, come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please don't be a loser and download individual episodes. Please go and subscribe and give our show uh, a five star rating on iTunes and share this podcast with as many people as you can because the more people that listen, um, the happier. We are, and the more sponsorship dollars we get. Yep. So we're happy, and we'll continue doing the show. Um, you guys are awesome. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.